Okay, episode 13 of Errata, and we are done. Welcome to the series finale. Uh, for next season, I think we're going to be doing Cygnus Orbital. I think that's the right one. So tune in for the next go-around, and it'll be the sequel to this book, Cygnus Orbital. Okay. Section 7. Turbulence. Turbulence is the violent or unsteady movement of some fluid over time. It is one of the most difficult parameters to control in any engineering or scientific test and can have catastrophic consequences. Air turbulence can disrupt life support systems and even cause body fluids to expand, creating medical emergencies, while water turbulence can destabilize transportation platforms or result in metal failure in high-use areas. Mathematical Insights and Practical Applications the ship had felt empty, peaceful and still, with the soft hum of the life support systems purring in my head like soothing tinnitus. Now, small pings and the rush of an open airlock told me someone with biosecurity status was coming on board. Conrad, I thought in satisfaction. I always felt better when he was around, even if he does hate Mariah. But the person who tapped on my door was Shay. Hi, she said it tentatively, as if she was afraid I was going to throw her out. Hello. I said, waiting. Little scuffling noises came from in front of me, and I had the odd image of her as a little girl staring at her feet and trying to apologize with pigtails. It was amusing. My lips twitched. Akasha, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry for what I said earlier. I just found out about all this. I mean, being a biohazard, I guess. Although I don't really know what that means or if I'm sick or not, but... Jason says it's passive unless triggered by something, but we don't know what the trigger is, and that's just something that we have to live with now, and I get that, but it's terrifying. And you know, when I get scared, I get mad instead because it makes me feel better. So I invented this fake thing between you and Jason, but in my defense, you guys are really close in a way that I don't understand. And sometimes I feel like I can't know him the way you do because of the whole spook factor, and I'm not as good as you or as special because I'm just normal. And you're this competent person, and I'm just a kid from Andromeda Lunar Galaxy, and I don't know. I don't like getting hurt and hate being scared, and sometimes I just wake up screaming, because when they took me, I was locked in this little box for what seemed like weeks, and then they threw me in this cell, and I couldn't even see the stars, you know? Terrible, just in this cell with these strange scaries, just scary strangers just hissing and hurting at me. I mean, not a lot, not like what you and Jason have been through, I guess, but I'm... I'm a mechanic. I never wanted to go through anything like this. And Jason says I'm being childish and I just need to face it. I'm afraid and accept what happened and quit blaming you for stuff. And I know that, but it's really hard. And he respects you so much. And sometimes I feel like he doesn't respect me at all. And I'm more of a, I guess, a baby or a burden on him. And I hate feeling like that. But I really like him taking care of me. And I don't know how he feels about it because it's Jason. You never know how he feels about anything. She stopped for a breath and I had to smile. Just a little, in sheer wonderment of her lung capacity. So, anyway, I'm trying to say I'm really, really sorry, and we love it here, and this is our home, and we love you, and we don't want anything to change, and I really want to help you both do whatever this thing we're about to do is. And Jason won't tell me anything, because he says you have a plan, and we just have to trust you, and I'm trying really, really hard, but it's tough to be afraid of something you don't know, and no one will tell you anything about. The last bit came out in a huff, and she finally went wound down. I reached out a hand and felt her little frame shaking with the effort of getting all of that out and wrapped my arms around her. To my surprise, I heard Max's words coming out of my mouth. It's okay, kiddo. It's gonna be okay. And it didn't hurt to hug her. 
surprisingly enough. I left Shay to sleep off the drama. That much body emotion wears a body out. I made my way to the bridge where I found Conrad with his feet up on the weapons console, deliberately engrossed in reading something and not making eye contact. Did you girls make up? Yes, I said, easing into the pilot's chair and started running a pre-flight diagnostic. Good, I'm allergic to feelings and there have been a lot floating around lately. Coward. Most of them are yours anyway. Nope, I have none, just like you have no sense of humor. I snickered in appreciation. I let my consciousness sink into Mariah. I was looking for something, something that didn't belong. In and out, I thought, taking deep breaths. Something here is not like the other ones. Where have you put it, Colonel? There. A small positron positioning device in the MCO, an audio transmitter in the new electrical system tying in the weapons. Yep, we were being watched. I relaxed and sent a self-pulse of electromagnetic energy through my ship's senses into the little hearts of those bugs. Fried bugs, anyone? Delicious when served with treason. Strange, I thought, opening my eyes. I still need to close to focus, even though I can't see a damn thing. Old habits die hard. Better? Conrad asked. Yes, I sighed. Much. They snuck in some audio devices with the electrical upgrades. I can't. I still can't find the old ones, though. Hmm. He paused. Maybe Ida's going for the old-fashioned way, with a person, bounty hunter. That would make sense. I thought for a minute. It would also expedite the killing if they ever get around to assassinating us. What a comforting thought. Although I'd like to see the bastard try. I do so few things really well, and I'm always interested in realistic training. I pictured him smiling, bloodthirsty and mad. Jesus, Conrad. At least tie one eye behind your back or something to give the guy a fighting chance. Well, I guess I could just let him listen to you doing the accounts and he'd die of boredom. Har, har. Your wit is only eclipsed by your charm, or lack thereof. You know all the nicest things to say to the boys, don't you? I didn't respond. Mariah chimed to indicate pre-flight checks were complete. I sat there, not doing anything, chewing absently on my lip, lost in thought. What blackmail would be effective anyway? Why wouldn't Ida just kill us? Maybe another terrorist attack instead, wherever we land? Exploit our image as uncontrollable killers? Most people thought Sagittarius was a fake anyway. Another few episodes of those and we could be infamous. Murderers. Maybe that's right. Maybe that's what we are. Maybe it's too work, too much work to fight it. It would be so nice to just stop, lie down, and let the wave take me. Stop fighting. Stop being. Stop all the spooky terror and pain, all the loneliness and guilt. Just let it all drag me under and drown. Peace. I let my head fall back against the chair, taken with the image. Silence. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. So, Conrad's deep voice shook me out of my thoughts. Do you want to talk about what I know? Are we going to do this or not? Why are you asking me? Snorted. Because this is your crusade. I'm just here because I like you more alive than dead. I could disappear tomorrow with Shay, let the world go to shit. But that seems to bother you for some reason. I assume Mac had news? I nodded. Yeah, figured. I assumed you had some sort of plan, goal, end state, ambition, whatever. So? I took a deep breath. 
Well, maybe. At worst, it'll just piss off Ido, and that might be worth ending up dead for anyway. Who knows? Salon Newsfeed. New allegations against Ido. M19 Alpha, Orbital, Hadar. New disturbing allegations were released today from the breaking news Associated Press feed. An unidentified source evidently disclosed several thousand terabytes of data linking to General linking General Shu Ido to a wide range of misconduct, illegal business activities, and immoral practices spanning his 35 years of service. Reports ranged from the general intentionally assigning political threats to penal colonies without due process to financing the terrorist activities against Solaris Orbital several months ago. In particular, the data cards describe in detail General Ido personally profiting from repair contracts against the rebuild of Seoul and include internal conversations that clearly show him using his own private security forces to lead the terrorist attack against Seoul itself. Officials from Ido's office declined to comment. However, one senior leader was quoted as saying, Well, that's ridiculous. Ido is a servant of the people. These stories are just that, fictions, and anyone who believes it is a traitor. We are taking these allegations seriously and are following all investigative procedures to attempt to validate any of these claims. However, at this time, there seems to be little hard evidence directly tying General Ido to any of these reports. We must maintain a balance between the integrity of the service and justice, said Colonel Nathaniel Marti, commander of Special Missions Peacekeeping Investigations. With the controversial elections and the political interests associated with them, we are taking special care not to influence any sort of polit political process with our investigations. Senator Elise Schneider, Haydar, has called for a third-party investigation unrelated to service. We cannot allow this matter to remain in the service. These are serious, fundamentally terrifying allegations. At the very least, we should allow corporate to take over this delicate inquiry. There are still some federal officers out there with integrity left. As of publication, there have been no updates from service investigators. Ngozi Remio reporting. We're going to Hadar. Conrad sounded confused. Yes. I didn't react to the undertones of patronizing drama in his statement. Hadar. Yes. Daniels knows we're going to Hadar, which, mean, which means Ido knows we're going to Hadar which means A, they're going to blow the stupid thing up when we arrive and make us out to be terrorists, or B, they're going to try and kill you, me, Shay, and Schneider individually before we get there. Maybe. And we're pretty sure that there is a tracker following us to make sure that happens. Yes, probably. You know, there are other stations in the galaxy. We could try your plan somewhere that didn't have Ido, that doesn't have everyone Ido hates conveniently located six inches away from the same vacuum death. No, it has to be Hadar. Sing, there's no reason to physically take the data cards to these places. We can just send them. No connection with us, said Shay, trying to make her voice sound reasonable and less judgmental than Conrad's. I know, Shay, and we will, but we need to go to Hadar, I said, starting my pre-flight checks anyway. Conrad sounded exasperated. Why? Shay has the data cards. We've uploaded a whole shit ton already. Why not just let the web do its thing? Because Ido is just one part of the problem, and it looks like people don't really care that he's evil. I mean, we're the other part, the part maybe I can do something about. What the fuck does that mean, Yoda? God, I hate it when you pull this mysterious, wise bullshit. Because, young Padawan, the spooks need a safe haven. Schneider knows who they are. We can start working on a way to train them, care for them, let them know that they're not alone. 
How? How in shit's name is that going to work? You have every right-wing fundamentalist nutjob convinced we're the servants of the Antichrist. You have Ida looking to find all of these freaks and make them disappear, presumably into some pet super army. The last thing we should be doing is consolidating them all in one place. That's just dumb. Well, I didn't say we were going to consolidate them. I just said we needed to start working on giving them a safe haven. Sweet baby Jesus woman, a safe haven is, by definition, a consolidation of these rejects. How are you going to protect them all against all these people who want to kill or enslave them at the earliest opportunity? Why would they even believe you? Well, I haven't, I haven't quite worked that out yet. Mother of Christ, how would you even get the word out? Jason, stop swearing, said Shay peaceably. The feds are investigating, too. We can ask for their help. Oh, that's a load of shit. When did a corporate fed do anything that didn't involve a direct financial interest? Shay made a little noise of annoyed disagreement. Well, I'm sorry, continued Conrad. I know you like the feds, but it's true. They're a bunch of worthless rent-a-cops. I can't... Shay, you're hearing this nonsense too, right? I'm not just dreaming up this stupidity. We're going to Hadar? Well, yeah, but I'm sure Akasha has a plan, and you don't need to swear so much. And feds can actually do a lot. Hey, you swear way more, so I'm not going to dignify that with a response. I'm very upset with this idea, Singh, Conrad said. So I'd notice, I said, dropping into the link and setting a course for Hadar. Good thing I don't give a fuck. Terra first, Solaris orbital. After tabulating the general electorate and full council vote, General Shio Ida was elected first commander of the Combined Service, president of the United Federation of Planets, and chairman of the corporate board today. This represents the first shift of power away from the Libertarian Party in all, over 20 years. As first commander-elect, General Ida will remain in command of the Solaris sector until he selects his successor. Officials close to the general imply that recently promoted General Jared Daniels is the front-runner to take command of Solaris sector and the Central World's electorate as first commander-elect Ido moves to consolidate his cabinet on Terra-1. Other ranking officials up for selection to the first commander's elect inner, inner circle include controversial Terra Governor Berger Adolf as Secretary of State and Dr. Charles Lutron, bioscientist from Solaris Orbital, as Secretary of Health and Human Services. First commander-elect Ido has not released any names officially, however, and declined to comment on the proposed selections. First Commander Joshua Nairobi also declined to comment on the widely held view that General Ido is largely unqualified for the position, amoral, and represents a threat to civil liberties in the galaxy. In a statement released by his office, the current First Commander merely stated, We will uphold the political process as we are bound to do. This civilization has seen what happens when power does not transfer peacefully, and we are servants, not masters, of this position. I will do my best to support General Ido, and I will expect the same of the professionals that work with me. Subasa Geong reporting. Andromeda reports. Cygnus Orbital. Three Catalan were killed today after conservative militants exploded several airlocks near the Catalan embassy. Two humans were severely injured and several dozen others escaped with only minor injuries. These conservative militants, who claimed responsibility under the name Earth Defenders, evidently knocked two human security guards unconscious, infiltrated the inner embassy maintenance corridors, and placed several explosive devices in the air recirculation modules. The heat was so intense we could feel the glass melting around us, reported Nadia Bellingham, a technician assigned to the embassy. We barely made it out in time. When the oxygen tanks blew, the fireball couldn't be stopped. 
I'm just grateful there weren't more killed. Catalan ambassador rooted in stone said this in a public press conference this morning. We understand that humans have deep concerns about the role of the Catalan in their society. The recent election has made that very clear to us. We are a peaceful people, and we have no interest in remaining where we're not wanted. Between the attacks a decade ago and the anti-foreigner sentiments here now, we must do what is right for our people. We will close the embassy and return to our home worlds. Thank you. The ambassador did not take questions. With the Catalan leaving the sector, many local merchants are afraid of losing valuable business. I'm not sure how we're going to survive, said businesswoman Rowena Ayodele. Two-thirds of our business is in long-distance space travel equipment, and the cats were our biggest customers. We're thinking of leaving and heading back planet-side. Besides, Cygnus doesn't feel safe anymore. We have to think what this Earth-centric attitude means to the outer colonies and to our economy. A lot of people depend on trade with the cats, not to mention those that have families with aliens, said political analyst Carlin Vera. We're talking about causing an economic crash like we've never seen before, and social divisions as bad or worse as those from the cataclysm. These conservative militant groups are dangerous, very dangerous, for many reasons, and First Commander-elect Ido's support of these groups is disturbing. Officials from the Catalan Embassy released a timeline this afternoon showing that the Catalan planned to abandon the sector of space within approximately 200 standard days unless Earth officials can represent a workable solution going forward. Cara Luisek, reporting. Shay, I can't seem to get chem under high G. Would you go check the pressure output from the thrusters, please? No answer. I cocked my head. I could feel her next to me, but there was no response. Shay? I gently disengaged from the link, bringing Mariah to a slow sweep in automatic, and reached out a hand to Shay's usual spot. Yes, she was there, and I could hear her breathing. Shay, answer me. No response. What's wrong? No response. I hissed in frustration, impatient with my ruined eyes. I stood up and moved to where I thought was in front of her, activating my synthize on the biosuit. Silvery waves rose up around me, and I saw her black form locked tight and uncomfortably upright. For a woman who always slouched and usually had her feet up on something expensive, her rigid formal posture looked very odd. I knelt and touched her hand again. Shay. No response. Deep breaths, I thought, relaxing into link mode. I deactivated the synth eyes, settling back into the darkness as I took a stronger grip on her fingers. Let me see. The odd vertigo of sharing a body wrapped around me. I tasted the colors of her spinal cord moving under her skin like a ray of light. Nothing. No damage I could feel, no burning infection, nothing. I let myself spin out into the void. Smaller and smaller. So small I could step into the cells of her body and leap from cytoplasm to nucleus. There, a whiff of what could be hydrogen sulfide and something almost familiar, but it slid away from me, live as a shadow. Gone. Another hiss of frustration. Shit. I felt concern rumble through me. The emotion threw me out of the link back into my body, my blindness. I rested my hand in my hands. Shit. Hey. Didn't you hear me calling for you guys? I have lunch ready if you want. What's wrong? I felt Conrad next to her, felt him shake her. Shay, what the fuck is wrong with you? Sing, what happened? I shook my head helplessly. I don't know what's wrong. He scooped her up and headed out, presumably to the med bay, tension and fear making him almost vibrate with intensity. 
Call Hadar with a medical emergency. How soon can we make it? We won't be in range for another two days. God damn it. I brought up the flight plan. Maybe I could cut some time off our trip. How is she? I settled next to Conrad gingerly. My skin hurt all the time now. Even the slightest brush would make me ache for days. He shrugged. The movement made little white wave halos against my synth eyes. I don't know. Loss of motor control, speech impairment. She hasn't freaked out and gotten violent like the Sagittarius guys yet. He leaned over to Shay. Blood leaking out of her eyes. Just a tiny amount, but it's there. And that's new. You never saw that at Sagittarius. I put out the biocontainment protocols on the off chance it matters. My synth eyes weren't sensitive enough to see anything but a wet-ish sheen on her dark skin. I think she's hemorrhaging in her brain, maybe. I don't know. She hasn't been able to talk, I asked. She's not in pain, no trouble breathing? He shook his head. Physically, the AI can't find anything. She was still locked in her unnatural position, rigid angles with her eyes open, disconcertingly awake. Conrad sighed and reached through the biocontainment gloves to close her eyes for her. I let my breath out in a long huff. Jesus. Yeah. He crossed his arms and settled back into the chair. I think we need a DNA sequencer in one of her old profiles. You think it's the retrovirus with a new mutation? What else? Have you ever seen something like this? He threw his arm towards her motionless form, streaking my vision with white. Fucking Ido. I don't know how he did this, but it has to be him. A long pause. I sent out the med emergency beacon to Hadar Orbital. I found a shortcut. We'll be there in 18 hours. Good. He stayed still, staring at her. I'm going to need to fly that whole time. Are you going to be okay by yourself? With her? Yes. I hesitated. Something about that emotionless expression and the fact that the temperature seemed to have dropped by a few degrees made me think he wasn't actually fine. I thought about touching him, but changed my mind. Let's try to get through this next bit without getting everyone killed. I thought about the debris fields and the warped dark energy clouds that we were about to go through. I must have some of my stim tea left, at least enough to get through today. Make a note, refill at Hadar if Ido doesn't kill us before. Who knew engineering was such an exciting field? Dancing in the stars. Long sweeps of black with invisible sinks of dark energy that catch at me like glue, sticky and thick against my hull. Most unpleasant. Each sticky finger of the stuff throws off my trajectory, causing tiny hiccups in speed and thruster control, like running on ice with my feet getting pulled out from under me. I closed the sails hours ago. They're almost useless in the minefield stretching out around us. A slip, a vertical trajectory change, caught again. Grinding metaphorical teeth, I rock us out of another gravitational well, alternating chemical propellants from side to side with a steady ion thrust. Dancing? No, staggering more like it. My core burns hot and ready, but I can't open up light speed while trapped in this pit, so it sits in my gut like molten metal. I imagine I can feel Mariah's impatience. Suddenly a scratch, no a gash, keens along my port hull, tearing open my secondary docking port. I arc up in pain, spiraling below at 90 degrees, trying to shake off whatever gouged us. But the pain burns. I smell plasma along my interior sensors. We're getting jacked. The thought drifts in from somewhere, but in the link, emotions are death. 
I curl up my fear and shove it somewhere dark, focusing, shored up. I try to break contact with whatever's cutting me, wheeling into the dark energy to scrape off whatever's trying to dock. But my interior skin splits with vacuum loss. Shit. Hold the link or help Conrad. In disgust, I break the link. Conrad, we've got company. Tell me something I don't know. Out of the link, I could hear metal on metal carving into the blast doors with Conrad somewhere behind me. I pulled Mariah into a tight turn, trying to wrench the other ship away with sheer inertia. A long squeal and a sudden weightlessness feeling against the turn made me think we'd lost the ship at least, but I couldn't see without the link. I pulled my synth eyes on and brushed the console for interior sensor maps, and sure enough, someone was in the airlock. Shit. I activated it, trying to pull whoever it was back into space, but the little biosignature didn't budge. Suit and a magma. Maglock. God damn it. I turned to try and send a servo in to repair the vacuum, and just like that, a man stood on our bridge. Blink, and there he was. I froze, but Conrad reached out as if to grab him. Just stay where you are, Jason. Don't move. The voice through the synth of this helmet was definitely male, and Conrad seemed to recognize it. He relaxed. Marco. I feel almost complimented they sent you out here after us. Only the best, huh? Always nice to see a friendly face. Yeah, shame you're not seeing one today. I want the girl. Bring her out and I won't punch a hole through your ship and let you get sucked into the dark. Conrad motioned to me. There she is. Take her if you can. Marco didn't move and didn't look at me. I don't give a fuck about you two. I want the other one. Shay? Why? Conrad got very still. Why? He repeated. None of your business. Give me the girl. You don't die. Oh, Marco, buddy, you should know that is not the right way to negotiate with me, said Conrad. I could feel the temperature drop. Evidently, Marco could, too. Cut that shit out, he said. You're not the only weirdo on this ship, and I'm not afraid of whatever smoke and mirrors you and your friend can do. What can I do, I thought furiously. Put him to sleep, maybe? It seemed even colder. I felt that wash of hot, cold dizziness that reminded me of an open wound. Conrad is getting angry. It was hard to think when you felt like your soul was being stretched out of you moment by moment. The dizziness was getting worse. Fine, be a prick, Marco said. There was a snap, the smell of burnt ozone, an anguished scream from Conrad as a wave of electromagnetic radiation and hot plasma washed over us. I could feel the energy as the plasma equations drifted through my mind, familiarly, in a dissociative stream of consciousness. My synth eyes lit up with fire, breaking the link, and the pain rocketed through my brain as the burn rippled over my skin. Oddly enough, that pain snapped me into focus. Maybe I can control the flames. If I can see the math? Marco's lightning had burned out our atmosphere, lighting up oxygen in an uncontrollable combustion spreading into the bowels of the ship, but he looked unharmed. I tried the manual controls, but the console had melted and burned my fingers at the touch. I tried to gasp, but my lungs were burned. I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Pyrolysis is a thermal degradation process wherein carbonaceous materials are destroyed or chemically rearranged in the presence or near absence of oxygen or air according to the reaction C6H10O5 to 2 carbon monoxide plus methane, three parts 
Water, three parts carbon. Relax. I take that heat wrapping around us, the thermal shock burying itself into my cells, warping my poor abused body and spin it like wire or yarn. I spin it like a furious tornado condensed to angstrom thickness and spin it faster and faster and faster. I feel Mariah's weakened airlock. Break the vacuum. Shove that tiny wire through the hole and slam it shut. Darkness swallows me whole. Mike 0454675, do you read over? Static and warped chirps greet me as I wallowed up from unconsciousness. I say again, Mike 0454675, do you read over? More static. Mike 0454675, this is Mike 1 Niner Alpha Control, please respond. Everything felt cold. Breathing hurt. Thinking hurt. I think I'm on the floor. I tried pressing a hand on the hard surface underneath me, but my limbs wouldn't respond. Just cold, swallowing me in the dark. Fuck, I'll just lay here and die. Mike, 0454675, we have received your distress call and are dispatching emergency crews now. Can anyone hear me? Please respond. That's nice, I thought blearily. They're coming to get us. Maybe if I get lucky, I'll be dead before I find out how painful this is going to get. I tried to turn my head and was rewarded with another flash of lightning and a tidal wave of frigid ice along my skin. I tried to, gra tried to gasp, only to feel my throat shut. Conrad, Shay, can't breathe. I laid still and tried to take short, shallow breaths, but there was nothing but cold. It kept the terror away, at least. Mike, 0454675, this is Mike, 1, Niner, Alpha Control, please respond. Why is it always fire? Next time I'd like to die of old age, or maybe get hit by a transport. Fire, burning, every time. Oh God. I gave up to the creeping dark of shock, feeling only the tears leaking down my skin onto the ruins of the ship. The thousands. Better than a thousand hollow words is one word that brings peace. Better than a thousand hollow verses is one verse that brings peace. Better than a thousand hollow lines is one line of the law bringing peace. It is better to conquer yourself than to win a thousand battles. Then the victory is yours. It cannot be taken from you, not by angels or by demons, heaven or hell. Buddha, the Dhammapada. Sing. Honeysuckle. For a moment I was twenty-something again in a ship far from home. Hello, Elise. My voice rasped. I heard a chuckle. Hello, stranger. Welcome back to the land of the living. We have to stop meeting like this. I tried to move and couldn't. I was suspended in snot, evidently. Cold, heavy, wet, slimy snot everywhere except my face. Dermal regeneration fluid, I recognized, and sighed, and realized with a shot of pleasure that breathing didn't hurt for once. I can breathe. Yes, we were able to fill your lungs with hyperoxygenated burn fluid to allow you to heal while you were unconscious. Conrad? Fine. Doing quite well. He woke up a little earlier and was moved to intensive care last night. Shay? She didn't respond. I swallowed. My throat felt raw and my insides felt as if someone had scraped them out with a cheese grater. We have to talk to you. Ido, Lutrin. 
I stopped, breathless and overwhelmingly exhausted with the effort of trying to speak. Yes, I know, she said. Know about what? I would have liked to see her face, see her expression. Something about the phrasing, but no, trapped with my useless eyes and my broken body, wordless frustration and helplessness rose up in my throat before dying away. I'm just too tired to care. She sighed. I know about almost everything. Max sends his best, by the way. She paused. Rest, Akasha. We'll talk later. Good. Rest. Sleep sounds nice. I let myself relax back into the snot, my body dragging me back to sleep effortlessly. Hi, gorgeous. Michael was standing next to me. We were home, on Earth, only it looked the way it had when I was very young. The desert stretched out in front of us, golden and healthy, a hawk called somewhere in a shocking expanse of blue sky. I smiled, warm happiness soaked into me, thawing all kinds of icy bits. Michael. I wrapped my arms around him and breathed in the scent, wood and ocean and sunlight. I've missed you so much. I know, sweetheart. To my surprise, I was crying, big, wet patches on his shirt. Loss and loneliness and exhaustion leaked from my face, and it felt so good just to be held, without pain, without thinking of others, just held and loved. You've been alone a long time, haven't you? He rocked slightly, stroking my hair. I absently noted that I had hair, for once, that he wasn't stroking the scar-bared expanse of what was left of my scalp after that last explosion. Yes, I buried my head deeper into his chest, hiding my eyes. I've wanted to come home for ages. His big hand stopped stroking and he cradled my skull tight against him. It's okay to be afraid, you know. Afraid of what? Letting go. You can't fight every battle on your own. You can't fix everything. Some things have to stay broken. I lifted my head so I could look at him. The hooked nose, the sharp cheekbones, angles that I knew better than my own. It never gets better, does it? He shook his head. It's always hard to know you're both less important than you think you are and more than you want to be. He smiled a little. Mac was right when he said this was too big for him. You should have listened. I did. No, honey, really listen to what was said, what wasn't said, what he thought you were, what you assumed you were. A lot of that wasn't real. I don't understand. You will when you think about it a bit. Ugh, now I know how Conrad feels when he bitches about my Yoda moments. Michael chuckled. Conrad. Yeah, interesting character. I leaned against him. I don't know what to do. Who says you have to do anything? I shrugged. I have all these abilities. Shouldn't I be the one to protect people and fix things? Maybe. Sure, you've got power, but is it the right kind? You wouldn't use an exoskeleton to do programming, would you? Why would you send a planet speaker to do political war? Planet speaker? I rolled the word around on my tongue. I like that. I thought you might. The wind picked up, rustling the brush. It smelled like rain and dirt, creosote overtones that reminded me of the monsoons. It was soothing. Kasha, you have to ask you have to ask yourself, are you doing this because it's the right thing to do or because you want to be a hero? 
Mac thought I could do some good. Well, you can. I'm not saying not to help at all, just that you keep trying to do this by yourself and all at once. What good is breaking the tool that's not suited for the job in the first place? I snorted. That's the story of my life anyway. Why change it now? He didn't say anything, just rested his cheek on my head. I could feel his heart beating and his arms around me. I closed my eyes and stood in the sunlight. It was more than enough. Mac. Any change with Singh? Mac sighed deeply and looked up from his report. No, none. They're still keeping her comatose. Daniels moved into Mac's office and made himself at home. Good. Mac raised his eyebrows. You could sound a little more upset about it. You fucked her over enough times, you should at least pretend some remorse. Daniel shrugged and didn't move. Are we going to have one of those conversations? Mac asked. Daniels nodded. He gave a deep sigh and activated the silence protocols with the switch under his desk. Go ahead, then. We're clear. I want Ido congratulating himself and thinking she's the ringleader of this whole mess. Schneider can avoid suspicion, tending her safe in Hadar. You think Ido is really going to believe that? He has Shay. He has the catalyst. He doesn't know that Shay is a, f a federal plant yet, but he'll figure it out. We're going to have to move fast, even with Conrad somewhat under the weather. Conrad's our best shot. We can keep the decoy in intensive care for as long as we want, and Ido won't know the difference. He lost all his medtech informants after that Earth, Earth debacle. Poor Kasha. She got the raw end of the deal with this whole thing. Daniels nodded. Fortunately for my conscience, she did pretty well. I thought we'd lose her earlier than, than this, and I never thought she'd be dumb enough not to question Conrad or Shay. Worked out for everyone, even if I did have to deal with that goddamn asshole. Mac chuckled, though it felt a little strained. Adversity is good for you. Daniels leveled a narrowed-eyed glare at him. Thanks, I think. God, I wish we could have done this before Ido got elected. It's going to make the whole thing one shit-ton more complicated now. Conrad can handle it. He's done it before. I still don't understand how they pulled the girl right out from under his nose. That was the whole point of setting this farce up. Keep Shay safe and gathering info. And the man just lets her walk out with Marco. I hear it was slightly more complicated than that, said Mac. Daniels brushed it off. Is he ready? We've got to make this count if we want to make it work. Yeah, yeah. Conrad called in this morning. Schneider's got his transport ready and the decoy in place. Daniel stood up. Good. Do it. And make sure you aren't anywhere near Terra when this goes down. Max snorted. What? Do you think I'm an idiot? I've been doing this a lot longer than you, son. Remember that. Yeah, yeah, Grandpa. Got it. Just a reminder. I know you like to get hands-on with your crew, but you gotta let them do this on their own or Ida will hang you and we're all fucked. Noted. General. Daniels gave him another glare. Rub it in, why don't you? Fucking service. I wonder if there's a job where promotions make you happy. Oh well. I'm going back to Seoul. See if you can't find an excuse to come up and visit and let me know how it went. I'd hate to hear the results on the feeds. You got it. The two men stared at each other for a moment. I really am sorry about saying Mac. Daniels put his hand on the big man's arm. She's a good person and deserves better. 
Yeah, she sure did. Maybe I can make it up to her somehow. Daniels gave him a pitying smile. Sure, I hope so. All press bulletin. Breaking news. Terra 1. First Commander Ida was arrested today on charges of torture, treason, and reckless endangerment of the public. Corporate investigators formally charged the commander soon after sequestering him at the Solaris Orbital Enhanced Interrogation Detention Facility. This operation has been covertly ex executed for several years now. We needed to be absolutely sure about First Commander Ido's involvement with and intentions for the genetic technology pioneered in Dr. Charles Lutrin's lab. The level of corruption, suffering, and audacity evidenced by Ido and Lutrin were staggering, and we knew that our case would have to be airtight prior to bringing charges. We've been working with the service prosecutor Tolfa Sabia throughout this whole process, and we believe that the case is ready to be heard in public court. If I may make one more comment, we would not be here today without the selfless sacrifice and determination of several covert operatives, many of whom were severely injured or killed in the execution of this mission. They are the true heroes. We are in their debt, said Chief Investigator Monica Milla. Chief Investigator Milla declined to answer questions about the identity of those agents. First Commander Ida was forcibly and publicly removed from council chambers this morning, along with Dr. Charles Lutrin, Secretary of Health and Human Services. The incoming First Commander threatened peacekeepers with charges of treason and tried to escape at one point. He was transferred to Solaris Station under sedation. The total number of charges are extensive and will be published in an attachment to this story, but they include treason, illegal commerce with a foreign government, torture, assault, and misappropriation of government funds. Evidently, an unknown agent disguised him or herself as a promising genetic carrier for a potentially devastating biohazard virus perfected by Lutrin. He or she allowed him or herself to be captured, infected, and removed for processing. The operative was then tracked and recovered by several mission specials, by several special missions agents who were able to locate the illegal lab and other test subjects. Most of these test subjects are reported missing persons who will be returned to their families after receiving any applicable medical care. Agents were able to recover several of the testing program's databases and directly link Ido and Lutrin to several instances of engineered terrorism in addition to the illegal genetic activities at home and a potential drug ring. We will be prosecuting First Commander Ido to the fullest extent of the law. We have the full cooperation of the Solaris service sector, commanded by General Jared Daniels, and supporting testimony from former First Commander Joshua Nairobi. Ido and Lutrin's victims will see justice, said Special Prosecutor Sabia. Officials estimate over 4,000 people were victimized over the span of two decades by Ido and Lutrin and make up the population of so-called trans or carriers today. This just goes to show that these are people, not monsters. They need help and justice, not bigotry and exclusion, said Hadar Senator Elise Schneider. I believe that the people will vote with their hearts in the upcoming special election and remove the conservative party from power once again. We have a responsibility to all of our citizens to do the right thing, and I believe the electorate will understand and support that. The United Planetary Council will convene an emergency session tomorrow to start the special election proceedings after this unprecedented event. Solaris Commander Jared Daniels will be stepping in as temporary leadership until the election is complete. Birgit Zanth reporting. Sing. You're peaceful tonight, Belia, and also late for dinner.
I breathed deep. Frankincense. My lips curved into a smile as I raised my arms up to brush my fingers along their scales. Chaos, I said. Z squeezed my fingers and sent a pulse of contentment through the link. I wasn't expecting you to come looking for me. A wordless breath of cinnamon enveloped me. You are trouble, my heart. When I do not watch you with eternal eyes, you break things and destroy my good work. The words trailed an image of a feeder fish following a shark. You require constant vigilance, fire child. I said, I can be responsible. If so, I have yet to see this skill. So hard on you, Chaos. I curled my fingers tighter around her hand and tucked her down to the grass with me. I was helping someone, a student. She's having trouble with the hydraulic equations. Ah, a common problem. Don't we all have trouble with the hydraulic equations? Are you sure you're qualified to teach that? You have many gifts, Belia, but you're ruining my credibility here, Cat. Many apologies, I'm sure. I felt Zer amusement with another whiff of cinnamon. Z settled behind me, slipping metallic-scaled arms around me and pulling my torso to rest on Zer's. Strange to feel my own squishy, soft skin, stranger still to be held. The damage I'd taken had turned me thin and small, nothing like my old self. Nothing brought that home like these moments. Even blind, I liked the gardens at night. Smelled cool and soft once the false shades came down, blocking the solar radiation. In my mind, I could picture stars above me in the desert, just like Earth. It was my favorite place to finish writing my book and teach the newbies. Chaos had gotten me a job at the university here, and I was... I was happy? Is that the word? I settled deeper against her and sighed contentedly. And how is your textbook coming? You're not overworking yourself, are you? I felt Sir brush her hand against my cheek, turning my face towards her. You know, you have much healing left. It will be a long time before you will be back to anything like your previous self. Yes, I know. I feel fine. Happy. Zer calm mind skimmed along my thoughts, testing, inspecting, a bird sighting the ocean below. Z seemed to be fine with what Z found. Good. Pause. I was frightened for you, fractal in motion, frightened for myself. An image of yawning darkness when the inexpressible terror of falling matched Zer words. I know. I twined my fingers with Zer's. But it's been over a year. I feel good. Whole. For once. I brushed my fingers over the pad of my new book. I picked a title for the manuscript. I paused, feeling overwhelming gratitude and love and care and guilt, like a geyser well up and stop at my mouth. Mathematical insights and practical applications. What do you think? Z sent nothing but love back. It reverberated around the link before settling somewhere in the dark hole that had been my life. Very descriptive, Belia. I'm sure it is scintillating. I chuckled appreciatively at her dry humor. Yes, I believe it'll be one of the more interesting basic math books around. I'm sure children all over the galaxy can't wait to read it. We lapsed into companionable silence, appreciating the gardens. After a moment, Chaos said, You have received a letter from Drowning Man. 
You would like to visit with the far-seeing doctor, and they wish to inspect your carrier class and meet the young ones. I felt a scowl move onto my face. Political showboating. Elise should know better. No, no, Fractal. He has promised no presentations or press. Just old friends visiting. I didn't say anything and felt Zur's soft prodding. They gave you a place. They cared for you, Fractal. They are our friends, though they have caused you pain. I sighed. Yes, you're right. Good. It'll be good to see Mac, at least. I can't believe the council was wise enough to put Elise in power, but it will be good to see her, too. Also, Conrad will be here next week. He says you need to lighten up and quit being so responsible. He offered to get you drunk. I refused on your behalf. I chuckled. Good. I can't party with Conrad. I've been through enough suffering. I am glad to hear from him, though. It seemed like he was having a hard time after losing Shay. Yes. He made mention of your sexual proclivities and that he enjoyed hanging out with a pervert. The mental image made me smile again. God, he's such an asshole. I will not ask why that amuses you. Humans are still strange creatures to me after all this time. I smiled again and inhaled her scent, feeling another wash of contentment and something else, a hint of unease. What's bothering you then? I asked. Conrad never puts you in a bad mood. Z paused and cleared her throat. There is more. Drowning man, he would like to bring Daniels with him. He says that Daniels wishes to speak with you. Oh? I let the word drop, heavy with unsaid context. I still hadn't quite forgiven the good general. Maybe next year. Or not. We'll see how it goes. He is thinking of retiring. Good. He should. He wants to come to Cygnus. No. Perhaps this might be a good time to forgive everyone. A clean slate, Fractal. A chance to cleanse your spirit. Nope. Not long enough. He can go find another corner of the galaxy. This one is mine. Tell him to go work for Elise on Terra. You are stubborn. Yep. Vague hints of sulfur wafted toward me. Chaos is disappointed. Chaos, I'm sorry, I'm just not ready to see him. You will never be ready. I shrugged and found it hard to care. I'm happy. I'm safe. Isn't it enough not to suffer for a little while? That is not the answer, fractal in motion. Chaos, I'm old and crotchety, and I've earned the right to be old and crotchety. Indulge me. Z sighed and gently pulled me up to stand. Of course, Bilya. Z braced my hand on Zer's shoulder. I will do anything for you. I closed my useless eyes and felt deep happiness run through me. Everything was finally going to be all right. Subject test termination 2.23.115. The anticipated obsolescence of X80750 exceeded expectations by 20%. Subject experienced catastrophic metabolic failure at age 42. Blood chemistry revealed high quantities of ACTE, adenosine, and organometallic waste product inconsistent or perhaps incompatible with human physiology. Biomimicry sensor failure occurred several years prior, so we were unable to understand deviations of baseline conditions that may have accounted for the unusual life expectancy of the subject.
However, with the shutdown of the Federal Service port of Project Sunflower, opportunities to reinstall the tracking and monitoring devices were impossible. Termination entanglement sequence was received through a DNA recombinant symbiont at the date listed above. No further data is available. Advanced Studies in Genetic Engineering for Space Travel, EOS 625, Term 3, Cygnus Orbital Medical College, Authors, Dr. Elise Schneider, Attending, Terra 1, Dr. Beautiful Chaos, Catalan Third Master, Cygnus Orbital, Attending. When we were first approached to write this forward as part of the new curriculum at Cygnus Orbital Medical College, both of us had difficulty deciding where to begin. We had both seen the hazards of the technology as well as the tremendous benefits. We both understood the complex interactions this topic generates physically, politically, and emotionally, not only for the beings undergoing changes, but also the communities that support them. How could we best communicate the terrible responsibility that we, as physicians and scientists, hold in our hands? How could we best communicate the tremendous potential and life-giving joy of knowledge and striving for more? No textbook could ever communicate the true complexity with simple formulations and modeling algorithms. As a result, we hope that this addendum, this errata, will provide a more sensitive illustration of what bad and good decisions can have on a whole culture and why young minds, like yours, dear reader, should start with the heart of the matter and not just the facts. Akasha Singh was a real person. This errata was composed of her personal logs, professional records, and DNA modeling. Some aspects of her personality and thought processes were retained in her genetic codes, and before her death, she was able to annotate some of the memories you read here. Finally, both of us had personal knowledge of some of these events that we've tried to share along with her thoughts and perceptions. She was in both of our lives for far too short a time. Please remember that as you read this errata, and remember you will soon have the same responsibilities and pressures as not only her, but also her doctors, her commanders, her friends, think of what you would choose as you read this. Asset X80750 was reclassified as a person, officially, instead of a biological component in the official records with the discovery and dissolution of Project Sunflower. After her death, the entanglement tracking neural patterns grown in her hippocampus were removed and linked to the data storage lab that housed information on over 1,000 test cases. The planned obsolescent cells engineered into her RNA were able to be re-engineered off enzymes produced from her plasma, and as a result, MTSE carrier humans have an 80% survival rate beyond age 40 today. However, we are still working on a more humane solution. Project Sunflower destroyed lives and changed an entire culture. As new doctors, you should keep this story in your minds always to remind you that just because you have the power does not mean you should use it. First, do no harm. <laughs>